Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition. Today, Thursday, whatever date it is, because it's actually Sunday when we're recording this, I'm lying. It's me, Gary McGowan, and the co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell, sipping on his freshly made instant coffee that mm. tastes like dung from a Starbucks coffee. How are you this week, Patrick? I'm positively fantastic, Gary, as per usual. All right, so today's question is from... Our boy, Gavin Cusick, um, from the Facebook group. And that's where the question was put in. Um, <clears throat> and the question goes a little like this. Uh, what's more important during this pandemic? The pursuit of continual physiological gains, or is it more the psychological side of things? Um, what, should we, what should we be really focusing on as coaches for our clients? Is the answer based entirely on who we are, slash our clients are? And then you just put that at the end of it. I had this chat with a few coaches so far. Be interested to hear your opinions. And then he did the hands up emoji, which I never know what that actually means. Does that mean he's praying or he's shooting gang signs? I don't know, but yeah, I don't here know. we are. What are your thoughts, Gary? Yeah, so this is a, this is a good question um, because obviously it is one of those cases where like there isn't an actual answer, but it's one that's worth discussing. And I think that's what he's getting at in this case. Um, so like from, from my perspective, right, the way I approach this with a lot of my clients had been to try and get them to maybe find something that they were able to stay interested in from a training perspective, but not necessarily with the aim of trying to drive on to the best gains that they've ever gotten in their life. Okay. So for a lot of people, it was a case of trying to find home workouts that we could do consistently that would be challenging and that would be enjoyable for them so that they do them consistent, consistently. Do I expect anyone to be moving on to hitting a deadlift one rep max personal best a week? They go back into the gym after doing that? No, of course not. You know, so there are some some trade-offs in terms of some of the fitness characteristics that we would have previously been training. So individuals who were previously training for maximal strength and muscle mass, they mightn't have the resources available to do that now, but that doesn't mean we can't stay interested in the training process and to use the terminology in the question, um, maintain physiological characteristics or make some physiological progress. So for example, one client um, of mine, she's always had mainly kind of uh, strength and body composition related goals. She's competed in powerlifting, um, really strong. Um, but she, you know, hadn't put that much time into things like running before. However, in the back of her mind, she kind of had this goal that, you know, I'd like to be able to do a 10 K run at some, at some point in time previously, you know, with, with, with work, with the schedule, with, uh, strength training, etc., it hadn't really been practical to move towards that goal, or we just hadn't kind of moved towards it. Whereas with the onset of the lockdown, it made a lot of sense to actually say, you know what, why don't we actually put that at the forefront of your goals for the moment? So for her, she's probably going to hit a physiological peak in that fitness characteristic, um, that she wouldn't have hit before as a result of, of this lockdown and her shift in, in training practices. So for some people, they can use this time very favorably, favorably to train some of those other fitness characteristics that can also be skill related. It could be the case that, you know, you're not necessarily increasing your quad strength as such in a specific force production manner, but you could get much better at pistol squats purely through just practicing them. Same thing when it comes to push-ups, you know, greasing the groove, nailing your technique, finding the rhythm that works best for you. You can hit personal best there. Chin-ups, other different skill, skill related 
um, skill related expressions of your strength, basically. So there are definitely ways that we can progress physiologically. But from my perspective, the goal there shouldn't be to use this time to leverage that or to to really nail down your training or train more than you ever have. I think it's a good time to you know keep those things ticking over but i think there are a lot of things that can be gained psychologically and it, like psychologically is kind of a bad way of saying it because like it's a lot more than that um but basically like having a rethink about um the habits that you normally that you normally include in your life and whether or not they're actually adding value because right now you actually have the time to kind of well some people have the time obviously if you're working then it's a different circumstance but for a lot of our clients they're not at work they have a bit more time to maybe learn how to cook certain recipes or to make to pre-batch or yeah pre-cook let's say batches of certain salads and meats etc that could that could you know serve them for the whole week and practicing that sort of stuff and developing those skills during this time is actually quite beneficial not just for your current self but for your future self and other things would be you know bringing in different habits that will benefit your life in other ways so for example you may have always said ah you know I'd love to be a reader you know, I see people reading, I see people recommending books, but I just never get around to it because when I'm at work, something always gets in the way. So now is a good time to start to, not just to use this time to read and then to drop that habit again, but to start building up the habit. Because what you'll find is that, especially with something like reading, it's very like training where you you start to develop momentum where, you know, you pick up a habit of reading, say, I don't know, 30, 30 pages a day, even 10 pages a day. And you start to see the benefit from that. You're like, Oh, you know, I'm I'm accumulating knowledge, but not just that. I'm also finding this interesting, and this book mentions another book, and I'd like to learn more about that topic or whatever. And you start to develop this feed-forward momentum, and you do that for multiple years. And now suddenly, you're a much more knowledgeable person. You can hold better conversations. Um, if it's a technical book, you're obviously more knowledge knowledgeable in your respective field, um, or whatever it happens to be. But that's a good. This is a good time to start developing those habits, and it's also a good time to reflect not just on what habits you'd like to bring into your life, but also what habits you'd like to basically take away or crush. Because some of you might have found that, Jesus, you know, at the start of the, of the lockdown, all I'm doing, or all I was doing, scrolling through my phone on Instagram, you know, watching the same people talk about the same stuff, showing me their boring life every single day, but I'm here spending five hours of my day doing that. So is there something I could replace that with? Because right now, you know, it's probably exposing you to the fact that, God, you can spend a lot of time seemingly being busy, but doing very little, you know, on your phone, doing absolutely nothing. Or it could be the case that you've noticed that social media just tends to contribute to this kind of feeling of background anxiety where, you know, you're always, your, your thoughts are always racing. You're comparing yourself to what someone else is doing. You're changing your program because you constantly see new things on social media. And it might be a good time to detach from that, to take a, um, as you say, Patty, a, a dopamine, dopamine detox of sorts to try to remove those stimuli, pull back your social media use and actually ask yourself, you know, a very fundamental question of, do I want to use social media at all? Because it's always, this, it's always um, built into the conversation, this assumption that, well, you have to use it, but you can moderate your use. Not necessarily. Like, I mean, for, for, in, for us, there, there is a little bit more of an element of that where if we were to totally wipe ourselves out uh, off social media, it does affect our income. And that's an unfortunate reality at this point in time. In the future, I'm sure you'll agree, Patty, the ideal would be that neither of us ever have to log on to social media and continue to you know, deliver information through other media because that's the mm -hmm. ideal. Because at the moment, it's like 
yeah, we obviously want to deliver the information to the people that we're trying to serve. But if we can in the future, you know, be able to do that perfectly without having to be on social media, that's a big win from my perspective. Um, so from that side of things, if you're just a, if you're, if you're an everyday person, you don't have an online business, your social media use is primarily for consumption as opposed to production, then now is a good time to reflect on that and ask yourself, what are you actually getting in return? Because like, I'm not going to judge you and say that it's a bad habit because it might be the case that you go on social media and you're very deliberate because you can be, you know, if you follow cooking pages, you follow history meme pages, you follow, I don't know, pharmacology meme pages or whatever it is, you might actually be gaining things from that because sometimes like it might sound stupid, but like I follow some like pharmacology meme pages and it's like, you, you see a, a certain meme and it's like, it's just so funny that it sticks in your head. And then it's like, oh yeah, I might actually remember that in exam or, or history meme pages. It's like, you know, oh, oh, that's actually quite funny, but that's actually a good way of me re- re- reminding me of that. Or as someone who's pretty weak at history, you know, sometimes I'll see a meme and I'm like, geez, I don't get that. And then I'll have to go away and read about that. And it actually, you know, helps. It sounds stupid, but you can be productive with your social media use. And obviously, even in the fitness industry, if you follow people who are primarily putting out information that's actually actionable and helpful for you, then that's really helpful. But if you follow 500 people, all of whom are basically copies of each other who say the same thing and do the same exercises and everything, and you're spending three hours a day consuming their information, you have to ask yourself what the actual benefit is. So you could be, now could be a time to kind of summarize all that, to strip back the things that are taking away from your quality of life um, and to add in things that actually are more so investment type tasks to make you a better person in the long run. And I think that's one of the really big benefits of this, of this time that you do have that time uh, for reflection. There are other things like just uh, trying to find other sources uh, of, of uh, you could say meaning or purpose, but not necessarily that just, just pure enjoyment, like art or something, you know, um, Patty, you're, you're, you're a little bit more artistic than me. You're good at drawing. Um, but your girlfriend, Laura, is particularly impressive with some of her art that she does be doing in terms of, you know, like modifying uh, clothes and, you know, doing different drawings and stuff like that. It's, it's those little habits or those little hobbies, rather, um, are things that, that people don't often see as being self-development type tasks. And sometimes if you're that, in that kind of mind frame, you can be like, I'm not going to do that. Doesn't make, that doesn't make me a better person. But those things are actually, can be actually really important for your kind of psychological health and, and well-being in the long run. So finding those types of things that you, you find in, of interest yourself um, are quite beneficial too. So there are just some things I, I would keep in mind. Yeah, like <clears throat> the first thing on the, like, I'll call it the psychology side of things, which is, again, a poor, poor term for what we're discussing here. Um, we'll call it just life related things and that could be like again philosophical spiritual religious whatever again like you were saying like your meaning purpose whatever it could be all of that stuff like yeah you can definitely be focusing on stuff that you perhaps have just neglected throughout your whole life you know and again i'm not going to rehash everything just gary just said there in terms of like yeah do a dopamine detox and just get rid of all these you know little fillers that you're using, like going on Instagram for 15 minutes when you're like, oh, I'm just in between, I'm waiting on the bus or whatever, like you normally would do. It's like, you've never sat down for the last five, 10 years and just thought inside your head. You know, you never like actually had a, a think for a while, even though it was something that you probably did as a child, you know, you were thinking about things, you know? And so you can use that time to actually redevelop that skill. You know, again, there might be skills, hobbies, 
pastimes that you enjoy or something you might have wanted to start that you just have never done or neglected like i like drawing yeah that's cool and everything but i also like being we'll call it a uh a green finger whatever you want to call it uh, like i like doing like looking after plants and stuff like that so i've got a few more plants i have two that are just in front of me here but like even at the back garden like we've planted blueberries and stuff like that and i'm like that's it's just keeping me interested i'm like reading up a little bit more about that and being like all right like that's this is when they're going to come this is when i have to focus on this thing that kind of stuff like so you know focusing on other things that you've always wanted to do that perhaps you just didn't have the time to do it's like now is the time to get after that stuff so you can call that psychology or whatever you want to call it but reconnect reconnecting with past hobbies or you know hobbies that you wanted to get into we'll call them future hobbies um, and different things like that's you can do that now like i again i like doing like we'll call it like handyman stuff like fixing things um like i'm just good with my hands and like i like tinkering with things even though as i said last week gary <laughs> not a not the correct word um but i like actually you know, you know fiddling with things and seeing how they work and you know breaking them apart putting them back together seeing if i can fix them so like there's all little things around my house that you know have been falling apart and just need to be fixed and we're just doing it now you know um like we're doing all the grouting out my back garden like literally we were trying to get some cement but all the shops are not um open and um, so we're gonna have to order some but like different things like that i'm like do them now you know you have especially now the, the last week um well the week previously had been really sunny so we were like right all the back garden stuff that needs to be done let's get it done now you know so you can call them life things you know so reconnect with those you can call them psychology or whatever you want but there's a lot of things that you can be focusing on now that are just not related to your health and fitness goals but they are kind of periphery peripherally related to your your long-term well-being you know, like having a well-organized house, fixed up, all that sort of stuff. Like that, it puts your your mind at ease. You're not always looking at this thing. You know, the the door handle is kind of falling off the hinges, and you're like, oh, I really should get that fixed. And why not just do it? You know, or oh, I really need to paint that room. It really annoys me. You know, or there's mold in the corner there, and I just haven't dealt with it. Like, do all of those things now. You know, and maybe you do have to spend. You know an hour, two hours on YouTube or whatever, looking up videos of how to do something or, you know, reading articles online, do it. Like what else are you going to do? You know, you're literally doing nothing else except spending two hours scrolling through Instagram at the moment or TikTok or whatever it is that you're using, you know, just do the stuff that you know you need to do. That's going to better your life in the long term. Do that now. Right. But on the physiological side of things, because obviously, you know, we can impose our uh, will or our beliefs or whatever you want to call it on people and say yeah get after it get after all your fucking life goals and do all that stuff like that's obviously very easy for us to say when we have an internet business that you know i can literally sit down for six hours and you know be in lockdown it, it, it doesn't matter where i am i could be on a beach in bali and still be doing my my business work that needs to be done you know it's irrelevant so like i don't feel that it's as applicable to people's lives like maybe you do have a, a business that is purely based on in-person stuff and you just can't do it now, you know? Um, so like, I can't really be like, oh yeah, you should be working on your business. Like, what can you do? Like, yeah, maybe there might be some peripheral things that, you know, maybe you could get better accounting software or stuff like that. And, you know, now is the time to do that. Yeah, that's cool. But there's only so much, like we've been off for however many weeks, five weeks or whatever fuck now uh, it is, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do to build your business forward um, in that time frame, And you know, you might be like, again, like be like, oh yeah, that's great, do all that stuff. But if you have a lot of bills that you know are gonna have to be paid in, 
whatever, three months time. Like people keep saying this about like, oh, there's a rent freeze. It's, it's grand or whatever. But like, if you're a gym, for example, or you're a personal trainer or whatever uh, in a gym, like those gyms are still going to have to pay back their, the rent. You know, it's not like it's just forgiven, you know, they're still gonna have to pay it back. And it's not like it's exactly an industry where you can just make more money, you know, like that, that involves getting more members, you know, and perhaps if you're in a gym, that's only just above the level of members that allows them to pay their rent and pay the staff and whatever. And now we're in a position where, all right, well, I have to pay more rent later in the year, whenever it is, maybe it's a little bit extra per month, or maybe it's a lump sum, whatever. Again, it depends on the exact situation that you find yourself in, Like you're still going to have to find the money to make that. So that's only going to either result in higher membership fees or the, the club trying to get more members, which is again, unlikely now that a lot of people have just got home gym equipment and, you know, maybe they've completely changed their perspective their style of training etc and they're like yeah actually i'm gonna just work from home i've already bought all the equipment i've already dropped 2k on uh gym equipment you know why are you going to spend more money on a gym membership when you've already put that investment in you know so a lot of gym gyms are going to suffer and i know that just just as that's our industry like i i know that obviously if you're in a different industry like you're thinking similar things like my rent is going to be due like whether again it's over a couple of months you pay that back or whatever like the rent is still due you know so I know a lot of people are going to struggle even at the other side of this and having that weighing on your mind, like you might just be like, oh, fuck man, I'm just stressed. I can't be thinking of like all of these other things um, uh, peripheral to my business. Like, yeah, I would love to do X, Y, and Z, focus on these hobbies and do all this stuff, the self-development that people are saying, but you know, it, it, the, the level of stress that you're feeling is just kind of preventing that. So on top of that, what you can do is start bringing in some stress management practices, you know, like maybe that's something that you've never done before. You know, maybe now is the time because you are more stressed, even if you're not, you know, maybe it is the time that you just go, okay, I've never actually practiced, had a consistent stress management practice. I don't have any skills in that. Like, I don't know how to manage my stress. Now is the time to be building those skills. Cause there's, there's thousands of protocols that you could bring in, you know, um, like again, it could be just breath work, could be meditation. It could be something that is like we were saying, like you might be like, oh, that's not self-development, like say drawing or something. You might be like, that's something that I enjoy, or maybe it's playing guitar or the piano. Like I, I also used to play the piano. I don't anymore. And um, like I, if I was like, that's a good stress management technique that I could, you know, take up again and start playing the piano and, you know, use that to kind of take my mind away from the other stuff that's going on in my life. And like, yeah, you can call that a wasted hour where you're like, you could have been focusing on, you know, getting after it on the grind or whatever, but you know, humans, we're not machines. Like you do need that regenerative time to kind of recharge the batteries and, you know, being so in the works in the, in the actual machine, you know, it's not like, that's not really beneficial. Like you need to be able to step back and like have that overview uh, of everything that's going on and be like, oh, okay, so that's, that's what I need to focus on rather than just being completely in the weeds of things and, you know, overly focused. So, you know, maybe you do need to bring in some stress management practices and that's, that's where you need to go with things, you know? And then just finally on the like physiological side of things, like, well, the, the gains in the gym, you know, like if you're a personal trainer, cause I know Gavin is a personal trainer. If you're a personal trainer um, and to all the personal trainers listening to this and even to the trainees themselves, like you either as a, personal trainer, you convinced all your clients that resistance training was the best method for them to achieve their goals. They didn't come to you most likely thinking that, 
I need to squat 200 kilos to build my legs. You know, they didn't come to you with all of these beliefs around exercise of what's optimal and whatever. Like, yeah, maybe if you're, you're, you're uh, coaching some higher level individuals that have been, you know, they're kind of going from that intermediate stage to maybe the more advanced stage and they're using you to get them past that and come up with protocols. And, but if you're just training the average person, then you were the one that convinced them that resistance training was going to be the best way for them to get the goals, get their goals, reach their goals, you know? So you can just as easily convince them that doing body weight work, doing tempo body weight work, doing, you know, mildly resisted body weight work is going to help them get to their goals. You know, once there's a progression model in place, then you can get adaptations. Is it the most beneficial way is it the the fastest most effective quickest way to get those adaptations no but as i've said to a a good few people i think i even said it on the podcast like when are you ever in the situation when you have the most effective best you know uh tools available to you like we could argue like say for example a perfectly designed hack squat that's going to be the best way to build your legs you know and you might never have that you might be in a gar type gym where you just have a few squat racks you know like so are you going to tell me now that, oh, I just gave up on training. I couldn't get adaptations because I didn't have the most optimal, effective, time-efficient uh, machine available to me to build big legs? No, you may do with what you had available to you and you put a progression scheme in place so that you could you know, push adaptations in the direction that you wanted. That is no different than what you have available to you right now. You still don't have the most optimal available to you. Yeah, you could argue that you've less optimal available to you. That does not mean that you cannot make gains during this time period. You know, like you just have to modify things and make do with what you have available to you. And the biggest thing with like the, the current situation is having some sort of progression model in place because that's what's going to allow you to progress because that's that's the actual issue with body weight training the progressions for body weight training generally it, it comes in the form of higher skill uh, movements you know rather than more muscularly demanding movements you know like uh <clears throat> you might go from like a, a push-up to i don't know all the way up to like a, a planche you know where you're literally just supporting all your body weight on your arms you know and that's not exactly going to be the best way to build your chest but it's a uh, an effective way to you know progress uh, a push-up you know for example you know and if you just have body weight available to you you know and so that that's the issue with body weight training but that comes after months like think of all your clients or if you're training yourself think of yourself and and how how mastery or how much mastery you have over your body you know like are you actually able to do a very controlled tempo push-up from a variety of angles like say you're elevated your your upper body you know you're just on the flat surface you've elevated your legs whatever it is like are you in control of every single portion of that lift you know for we'll say 12 to 15 reps you know if you're not then there's progression available to you you know and how is that any different than you know oh you're not in control of 60 kilos on the bar let's get control of 60 kilos on the bar and now let's go to 62 kilos on the bar. All that happened was progression. Or you could have gone from being able to do eight push-ups to being able to do 12 push-ups. It's progression, you know? Like, again, like I, we say it all the time, but your body doesn't know what exercise you're doing. They're all made up, 
all of them are made up. Yes, we can categorize them as more or less effective for certain goals, but like that's that's just a categorization that helps us you know choose more effective exercises for that given goal they're still all effective to some degree you know so if this is all you have available to you then progress it in whatever manner you need to progress it whether that's a heavier weight you know maybe you're doing like i'm doing uh well i don't know what you want to call them incline push-ups like my upper body is elevated um just because it fits my shoulder anatomy my upper body anatomy a little bit better um, and i'm doing push-ups with that but i'm doing them weighted like i have a well 80 kilos of plates um uh, at the back um so i'm up to like what is it 30 kilos 35 kilos on my back doing those push-ups for sets of 12 you know and um, so i can still i can, can progress that all the way to 80 now it's gonna be very hard because that's exactly stack the plates on my back and like already I have to use my brother to put them on my back when I'm in position, you know? Um, so, and obviously as it gets taller, it gets more lean terror at Pisa like, um, and I don't fancy getting a lot of weights crushing down on my head anytime soon. Um, but like there's still progression available to me and that's a, we'll call it a body weight movement. And obviously I'm adding resistance. Like that's one way you could do it, but you can also just add reps. You can also just add sets. You could also, you know, there's, there's multiple ways. Like again, you could, I was going to say you could, you know, uh, increase the tempo, you know, the actual time under tension of that movement, like do five seconds down, pause in the bottom, five seconds up, pause at the top, really contracting, you know, all of that. There's multiple ways that you can progress things, you know? So are they the most effective? Would I argue that, oh, I have access to all of this equipment here? Uh, would I choose that as an exercise? No, probably not. But given the equipment I have available to me now, that's the best exercise I can think of to do for my goals, you know? So if you are training people, you can still get physiological adaptations, especially the cardiovascular stuff that people have been neglecting. You know, maybe it is also mobility stuff that people have been neglecting. Like again, maybe you're a power lifter and you've been training away and you're like, yeah, I got my bench up to, you know, four plates aside and I'm fucking great, but you literally can't put your arm overhead in any manner, shape or form. Maybe now you're like, all right, I can't progress my bench. You know, I'm going to progress my shoulder mobility. Yeah. It's something you can work on. So work on it now. You know, there's, there's multiple things. It's not like fitness is one characteristic. You're like, this is the only characteristic that matters. Yeah. Maybe that characteristic is your goal. We'll say like top end strength um, absolute strength, or maybe even relative strength. And um, if you're a power lifter, um, but you can still work on other qualities that are going to help you down the road be effective in your actual goals, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't see this as a question. Should you focus on the physiological or the psychological? Just do both. Like, there's physiological adaptations that can be made. Make them. There's psychological or lifestyle stuff that we can work on. So work on them. You know, the one thing I will say though, is I have noticed, cause obviously like we're still coaching individuals um, that the ones that put some sort of structure on their days and maybe use training to facilitate that. Like I'm doing the same where, you know, I'm like 12 o'clock. That's my training time, four days per week. That gives me that structure to my day, you know? And then I have designated times when I go for a walk. Like I have a structure to my day, you know? Um, I've noticed that the ones that are doing that are having greater success with managing this whole quarantine issue. Although it's a, it's a misnomer to call it a quarantine because you quarantine sick people, you don't quarantine healthy people. But anyway, that's, that's an aside. Um, so it, the, the, the ones that are putting 
structure to their day and again potentially training or maybe even these lifestyle habits maybe stress management habits whatever like they are the ones that are succeeding more at least from what i can see and obviously i can come up with theoretical reasons why that makes sense and obviously that fits my bias of being more regimented and structured but it, it, it does appear to be the case that the people that are putting structure on their day are having an easier time of this because humans do well with having some sort of structure to work with. Yep, I agree. Having structure in your day, absolutely key. And that's what we discussed as well in the, uh, the last Q&A, I believe, or two Q&As ago about how we're kind of approaching college and education during this time. So if that's of more specific interest to you during this, during this time, like you're still in college or you have to work in online and structure is a problem, I will go back and listen to that. But other than that, I don't think I have anything else to add. I think that's a comprehensive coverage of uh, the, the psychological versus physiological um, considerations during this time. And yeah, just, you know, do something to try and get better if you can. And if not, do things that are at least enjoyable and worthwhile um, rather than just scrolling away on social media, you know? I 100% agree, Gary. Um, so where can people find us on all that jazz? Yeah, so if you want to uh, make sure you spend one hour or five minutes of your week really valuably, I'd recommend subscribing to the Triage Method newsletter, and you can do that in the description box below. If you'd like to uh, spend some productive time on Facebook, you can get involved in the Triage Method community. Uh, that's our free open access Facebook group, and that is linked below. If you have found that your training is disjointed, you're not getting it done, you're struggling to manage your nutrition, you'd like more specific guidance, we do have coaching options available, so one-to-one and group online coaching. And if you'd just like to use this time to maybe read some stuff related to training, you're unsure of the, the basics of training and nutrition, you'd like to learn a bit more, you could get involved with our beginner's guidebook. You can buy that on site, um, or you could just buy the program templates, which are designed to, with the assumption that you have uh, training uh, equipment available. However, what you can do is basically just you know learn about the training theory, learn about different uh, program templates in the meantime, and then maybe move on to those when you're when you're back in the gym. Um, but yeah, if you were to tr- to to buy something to keep yourself busy, the beginner's guidebook would be recommended. Uh, particularly if you're if you feel like mm, I don't know what the basics are, don't understand my principles. When they talk about calories and stuff, I'm like, Ugh, don't know what that means. That's a good resource for you. And then subscribe to the, the social medias. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and most recommended is YouTube. So subscribe to them there. And help spread the good word and nothing else to add perfect remember guys it's too easy and we will see you on monday literally is too easy